Hello from Rock Hut Channel, pouring a steady stream of the Word of God to fill our cities. And uh, today I want to talk about our children. You know, we are responsible for what the Lord has given us, whether the children are ours or not. And they have been influenced by what is going on. You know, fear of adults and the wisdom of these kids, you know, they look at things differently growing up. Because you know how many people don't know the Lord and would rather give recognition to Satan? And and also, I'm talking about another group as well. Um the homosexual group. And some of these people, not all of them, but I have witnessed someone in their, you know, young guy in his 20s and he's homosexual. He doesn't even give recognition to God at all. You know how some people um write stuff, they'll say G-O-D, damn it, you know, or something like that. I don't know. These people totally put Satan in there instead. They don't give any recognition to God at all. So you can see where people are coming from. You know, they're still human. They still have emotions and feelings, but they don't acknowledge the Lord. And there's tons of families out there, you know, their kids are getting influenced by all this, you know, pandemic going on and they're getting it opinions from the people they trust, whether it be a parent or whatever. The parents are are not educating their kids in a in a way where they are one on one basis, you you know you can't let just let your kids sit in their room. You have to interact with your child. Now me, I was an introvert. I loved staying home, and I loved being near my family. You know I would play solitaire a lot. I was the last of four children. And I trusted my parents a a lot. And they're probably, you know, there's probably maybe one other person I trusted, my aunt. Then as you grow older, you realize more things about God in your life. And then you have relatives that you thought you knew. But then as you get older and you obey the word of God and you look at the people you looked up to and you're like, what? Then it can get scary. Then you feel alone, but you're really not alone. You have the Lord with you and you are not alone. I was thinking about that earlier today. How the Lord has set you apart 
He's yours. You are his. I am yours. You are mine. I know who you are. And you know who I am. So, don't feel bad because you're single. It all starts when you look at other single people and you'd be like, you know, that woman has been single for 10 years. I wonder what's up with that. And then when you start questioning things, you'd be like, oh, it's got to be the relationship you have with the Lord. Although some people out there, you know, they're a little high in the clouds. They're not the kind of people that have any leeway with humor or, you know, well, that was pretty harsh what you said. Uh, wasn't even talking to you. You know, when you're talking to somebody and you have a rapport with somebody and somebody looks at how you talk to each other and like, because you know it's a joke, but they don't know from the outside looking in and they have to open up their mouth and say, you know, that was pretty harsh. You know, and like for me, I have been writing on Facebook for six years and then they got these people talking to me like that on my friend's Facebook page. That's right. Delete. I don't need you as a friend if you're going to judge me like that and you have no idea what we're even talking about. So people need to step back and not talk if you really need to find out why we're discussing this, then say it in a private message. You know, God's not going to be like putting a hammer down every single second of the day. I'm pretty sure that the people who are judging aren't doing a very good job themselves because we don't all see what goes on behind closed doors. You know? I mean... We can sit there and we have our faults. God knows what they are. You know, and I'd be like, ah, Lord, I have to get rid of this one thing. Ah, it's driving me crazy. I just have to get that part of my brain on board with all the other things I would never, ever, ever do again to jeopardize my walk with the Lord and my total relationship with him. Because you could feel the impurity come on you if you try to even do something out of the uh, ordinary of the word of God. You know, following the word of the living God on a daily basis. So our children are growing up and they're being influenced by the world. And we have to use our wisdom in protecting them. They're covered by the word because they are ours. Direct DNA to us. And they're they're just out there like sheep among wolves, you know. Introverts, growing up, working, staying in, trying to be connected to people that don't know the Lord. 
then they wonder why, you know, they're not happy. Well, you're not happy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now you have no strength because you have no joy in the Lord. And there are millions of people out there who don't go to church. Don't believe in God at all. These are vital times, man. This is America. And we are the, the home of the brave, land of the free. We have to keep it that way. We have to show the world outwardly that they need to try to seek the Lord and follow the word of God. Because there's so many religions out there that can persuade a person who does not know the Lord into Scientology and all kinds of other things that are not necessary. You know, God put us here for a reason. He, we are disguised and we are placed in certain spots for his will and his glory to do his work secretly to help others so his glory is being manifested but people don't see it until it happens so I thought it very interesting though that the homosexual would do that And it's very funny because about six months ago, I had a conversation with this person who was training me on this job. And he was, you know, I had no idea he was gay. I wasn't going to talk to him like he was gay. Like, I don't care. What do I have, a thing on my forehead? I'm not gay. Do I have to tell everybody? Hey, I'm not gay. You know, what if we all went around saying that? I'm not gay and I have no closet to come out of. Hey, how about that? So anyways, we got to talking about blood types and things like that. And I mentioned Jesus. And he goes, well, I personally don't know the man. He knows what he said. And then um, by accident, I later found out that he was gay. And I'm just like, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, And then I saw a note he wrote... And he put down, instead of God, he put Satan, you know, because of how people say stuff about, uh, you know, those phrases people use with God in it. Well, he totally disregarded that. And I thought that was very interesting. So... I would continue to pray because that's what, um, take it back, 23 used to be all about, and it still is. My father's table 23 is what I renamed it because that's what he led me to do. And so we pray for those people out there who... And our family members, because everybody has at least one family member that is in this predicament. Interesting, isn't it? 
So we need to influence our neighbors and with our body language, with our words, with our deeds, whatever the Lord would have you do to let people know it's not a coincidence. The Lord is here. He loves you. And whatever beef you have with him, you need to confront him about it and see what happens. Because people say negative things all the time. They're, they're, they don't want to change. And a lot of people won't change. A lot of people will know there's a God and they believe in Jesus rose from the dead. But that's all they want to know. They don't want to know anything else. And know your good deeds aren't going to give you and get you into heaven because the work on the cross got you into heaven. The minute you said, I believe Jesus died for me on the cross, got you into heaven. And so no matter what you do after that, you cannot undo a heartfelt thing like that. A contract. You are contracted in with God because the Holy Spirit witnessed to you that Jesus is Lord and that he has the authority over you. And no evil shall come to you. And the more you communicate with him, the more you grow to know. You've got to think to be spiritually fit. You've got to think. And you've got to learn to see things the way God sees things. You know, like when you read Bible verses... You know, you read it, and if you don't understand it, you go back to it and be like, what is this really about? In God's eyes, how is he seeing this story? And what do we take from this story that he let be written all these years later? We're still reading the word of the living God very amazing and he is amazing and he wants us to be amazing every day so when someone wrongs you you're like the Lord said not to take offense because whatever they do to me they did to him and he's not going to stand by and just let somebody run all over you and treat you bad so he's not standing by with this government thing going on. I recently learned that I have three more months um, at my current position because I'm not getting vaccinated. And because I did test positive, I have three more months to stay at my job and continue what the Lord will have me do there. He definitely is not finished. Um at this position he has placed me in. So, it's an exciting day in the Lord, whether you feel good or not. You know, he has placed things in our lives to keep us well. He, we have his word. And let me tell you, I was feeling so bad. I would just stare out the window and be like, Lord, I will feel myself again, right? You know, because... 
you're just like, oh, this is awful. And he just took care of me the whole whole time. I have no worries about being out of work. And I didn't have to use my PTO. And, you know, he's so good. Just don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Intercede for people. And it's such a joy to be able to pray for someone in need somewhere. And you feel it in your spirit. And, you know, bless all your crazy fellow drivers and your crazy neighbors. You know, recognize that they need the Lord. And pray for them. Because change will come. Change will come. When I first got into pharmacy, let me tell you, the pharmacist was a brat. She was young. She hated people. She always said she hated customers. And that's why the customers didn't get good service. So I was like, well, I know I'm called to be here. I didn't go through that painstaking hour test for nothing. So um, I went out of my way to remember people's names, their faces. When they came up, I made sure their prescription was ready. And this was before corporate got their hands on the system. And we couldn't do, we couldn't assist the customer the way we always did. We couldn't be efficient the way we always did. Because God forbid if you help somebody in an efficient way. So corporate made it so that they changed the computer system eventually after that, you know, a couple years later. So we spoiled the customers, I did at least, knowing their name, recognizing them. They felt like family and they were happy. And I prayed for the pharmacist. I said, Lord, this woman is not happy. If she doesn't need to be here, you need to place her somewhere else. And so, lo and behold, before anybody quit, because a lot of people were going to quit that job, she resigned. Ah, I don't know if they asked her to leave because she was doing things she wasn't supposed to be doing. I don't care how it happened. All I know is that peace came into the pharmacy (laughs) when she left. So then we just continued to learn what the Lord would have me do there. I prayed for people, encouraged young mothers, you know, to just bond with their child and, and love it because she was, the child was having a tough time thriving. And, you know, it was a good, it was a good time of ministering. I really, really enjoyed it. Met so many nice people and yeah, the Lord, he's so amazing. My brother would always say, "Ah, oh, you're going to have an you're going to get another job, you got another." But you know what? How are you going to meet new people if you're like if you stay at the same job for 35 years? You're stuck in a factory with the same people over and over again. You know, unless that is what the Lord has you to do to minister to those people. But sometimes, you know what? We all have different callings. And he wants us out there doing stuff in different places. And I really enjoy helping people. And so this is one way where I have multiple jobs. And I use all my gifts and abilities and knowledge 
from the Lord and from other workplaces to help people who need it. So having said that, I thank the Lord for restoring our health and always walking in divine health, whether we feel it or not, whether we know he's there or not, he is there. Because sometimes your human mind wanders off and says, ugh, why is this happening? Where is the Lord? No, those thoughts are gone. Those are thoughts of past days. Now it's like, Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that encourages me and fills me to overflowing and gives me peace and the praise music that all these people, millions of people have sung songs of praise. It's so encouraging and so wonderful. How can we not know he's there 24-7, letting us enjoy life, taking a break from people's problems and just relax and be. So, I hope you all have a blessed day today. I am doing my very best to multitask. But I always take time to rest and relax and let the Lord speak to me about anything. He's got some really good ideas and he wants to share them with you. And then he wants you to share them with everybody else. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he comfort you, guide you and be gracious to you and bring you peace and as you can see we have pets here everybody if you don't have a pet you might get one someday unknowingly because that's how I got mine <laughs> have a blessed day everyone